Final hour of the Get Right Revenge of KG on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers. 105, three of the fan, Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up? Ross Lebinski holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app, the truckbread.com text line, 877-81-1053, 877-81-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, also live on Twitch and on YouTube as well, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula. We going to get you to the top of your headlines here in just a moment. Get you caught up on this Tuesday night in sports, uh, an off night for the entire NBA as the NBA will get back into action tomorrow. Your Dallas Mavericks will take the floor against the Toronto Raptors. We've had a lot of fun so far on the show tonight during the break. I was perusing uh, Twitter here and I came across Skywalker Steele's Twitter account. What up, Will? And, uh, he posted a video. The NFL, I guess, was you know honoring Cam Newton in some ways today. And they put up a highlight video of about three, four minutes of Cam's 2015 season. <laughs> MVP season? The MVP season. Where they really could have won that Super Bowl. Obviously, Cam factors in big uh, towards the end of that when he refused to go and try and get that football, which obviously, like, that's a mistake, uh, but... It feels it feels like a bad thing to hold that too much against him because he was like pretty much all the reason why they were there. <laughs> I didn't realize he was one. He's one of only two quarterbacks in NFL history. Tom Brady did it in 07 to win at least 15 games in a regular season. Yeah, Panthers with 15 and they one. really did go 15 and one <laughs> that season, and they destroyed everything in its path. 15, was that the year that Beyonce performed? With uh, Was that with Bruno? Super Bowl 50. Yeah. Yeah. What, that was a good night. Wasn't a fun night for the Carolina Panthers, though. Well, I mean, look. And, you know, it was funny. You know who could have been the Super Bowl MVP that night if they had won that game? Uh, shout out to my Missouri Tigers. You know who was balling that night? Coney Ely. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah. If I remember correctly, he had three sacks that, that night. That sounds right. I completely – not going to lie. Coney, that that name I have not thought about in many, many and, moons. And I remember watching the game. I'm thinking, man, if Carolina goes on to win this game, he probably wins Super Bowl MVP because he was destroying that Denver Broncos offensive line that night. And he, he could not be stopped um, as far as on that interior. Coney Ely balled in Super Bowl 50. And um, – of course, the Panthers fell short in that Super Bowl. Of course, Peyton Manning's trick neck. <laughs> that was Williams Manning, according to me. <laughs> that whole season, that was Williams Manning. That was a wild season for them, too. They had to hold Brock Osweiler had to come in at one point to save them, to help them get to the – it was just crazy. That was that was all defense. That was uh, Von Miller and that defense You know who else was, was the star of the show. You know who was on the opposite side of him that season? Who was it? Demarcus Ware. That's right. They did get D. Ware. Yeah. Coney uh, Ely, three sacks, two tackles for loss. Balled in that Super three Bowl, man. Three quarterback hits, obviously. It was terrific. Because uh, I remember, that's, that's my Mizzou guy. He went to Mizzou. Uh, yes. And that was also the game. And this is this is another defender on that team who had five solo tackles in that game. Thomas Davis Jr., who, remember, mm. in the NFC Championship he game, broke his had arm. broken his arm. That's right. And then played in the Super Bowl and had the second most tackles on the team. I will never forget that because I was like, Mad man. what kind of what kind of crazy person are you? You know, you know what I will not be doing 
two weeks after breaking my arm. Playing a football game. That or anything else, KG. <laughs> I will not be doing a damn thing. Oh, man. Now you got me going down the rabbit hole because now, and I don't like to bring it up, but it happened. That one time that Terrell Owens broke his leg and then had the nerve to get out there in the Super Bowl against the Patriots and balled that day for the Eagles. That was the worst day of my life, man. Having to watch, and it happened again, ironically, years later, watching the Eagles and the Patriots play for a Super Bowl championship. I was like, damn it, I don't care who wins this game as long as the Eagles don't win. This was like a segment that we should do. It's just like, you remember that time where we just continue to go down a rabbit hole? Oh, yeah. Bouncing off of each other's stories? Uh huh. Because this uh-huh. is fun. I appreciate this. Yeah, 214. Yeah, T.O., he was the best receiver on that field that day, and the Eagles came up short. I guess I got a measure of revenge later against Tom Brady. When I mean, since you brought up Cam Newton, should we do the Cam Newton thing here? Sure. Um, I don't really have a good reason for it, but this was fun audio. The, <laughs> you got this ready for me? Uh, Cam Newton on why he wore the number one with the Carolina Panthers. I didn't even want number one. Man, Jimmy Clausen, we cool now. Jimbo, he's like, Sh-. if you want it, you got to pay for it. I was like, cool, how much? He said a million. I said, boy, kiss my ass, bro. I said a million dollars, bro. I said, bro, people don't make a million dollars in a lifetime, let alone I'm going to give you a million dollars just for a number. Bro. So I thought he was playing. The mother comes back and said, okay, bro, I'll talk to my people. We'll do it for a 750000 I said, oh. Oh, you for real? I hung that phone up. True story. Hung that phone up. I called the equipment man. I said, I'm rocking with number one. I made an oath to myself. I said, that would be the last time Jimmy Clausen will ever be heard of in Carolina. And you know what? It kind of was, except for all them times when Cam Newton did a little bit of something and the whole uh, the whole fan base was like, give us, give us. Well, no, that was, was that Jerry, Jimmy Clausen? No, that was Derek Anderson. Yeah. That was when they were trying to keep getting uh, Derek Anderson in the game. So, yeah, it kind of was Jimmy Clausen. Okay, now here's the thing about that. I feel like Jimmy Clausen had some level of foresight here. Because Why did he say that? Because I'm sure he's probably thinking, I don't know how much longer I'm going to last in this league since you're here now. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be out here taking my job, and I'll probably be out of a job here soon, I better find a way to make some quick cash before I get out of here. KG, how much cash did he make from the interaction? Oh, none. Exactly. You went too high. Well, the, you, the thought you, was you, I you need sh- to find some money here. You shot here. too high yeah, he did to way where too much. the other party completely left the negotiation. You negotiated poorly. Yeah, starting at a million probably wasn't the best idea. Probably even, you know, 500000 would have been way too much. You know, if he had hit him with a $25,000, 50000 he probably would have, you know, probably would have bit. But, yeah, man, a million dollars for who? For what? For Jimmy Clausen. No, that was a uh, courtesy of Too Cool Too Blog. Shout out to that uh, that 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 Twitter account. What's the name of his podcast, by the way? Who Cam's? Can, yeah, I can't read it. It's in, in, in that crazy font that he like uses. <laughs> the reason why I'm asking, I heard Lucius play a clip on G Bag earlier where he had apparently Brandon Marsh is out here trying to clear his name after the whole you know I am athlete fiasco. Where at one point <laughs> Fred Taylor on his own podcast, the Pivot Podcast, called him. You know, probably the biggest coward on the planet right now. Wow. Oh, yeah. Fred Taylor got after him. It is spicy in this athlete podcast uh, world. Yeah, man. Yeah, he got after him pretty good. Uh, We'll have to find that at some point. Uh, Headlines here. (laughs) That's what we're we're supposed supposed to be doing. doing. 
Uh, shout out to Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State. You four teams remain at the top of the college football playoff as the college football playoff rankings were released again uh, for week number two. So you got Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State rounding out your top four. Your next three, Washington, Oregon, Texas at seven with Alabama, Ole Miss, and Penn State rounding out the top ten. So there you go. That's uh, interesting. I think that, I mean, three of those in the top top four, I think, are probably going to remain. And it's it's between, in my estimation, Michigan and Ohio State, whoever comes out of uh, the big game is the one that stays, and the other one might might fall out of there with maybe the likes of Alabama sliding in or – I mean, depending, I could see Oregon doing it if they if they manage to finish out the Pac-12, which I, I can easily see them doing it. They feel like the best team in the Pac-12. Well, I feel like the team that's sitting in the driver's seat right now, because you talked about Michigan and their path toward, you know, the college football playoff, they got to handle business this weekend against Penn State. And they're on the road against Penn State. I know what you, I know how you feel about Penn State. James Franklin, sometimes it can be rather unserious. But it is a Big Ten opponent on the road, and that mm-hmm. place is going to be rocking in happy valley uh all by the way georgia they take on old miss uh but that game is in athens in between the hedges so oh, well. thanks for stopping by the booth yeah exactly they'll be fine there but i do think the team that's sitting in the driver's seat is florida state uh sitting there at number four as long as they handle business despite an okay performance against Pitt, they'll they'll coast their way to the uh college football playoff well i mean look all the, whatever we're talking about don't mean nothing. Ultimately, the resume at the end of the at the end of the uh, season is what gets counted, and it's kind of why I think that doing all this all this ranking week to week is kind of stupid. Because ultimately, you should be able to look at the resume at the end of the year and then make these decisions. The Rams sign former Commander Colt and Eagle quarterback Carson Wentz today. Best of luck, as Carson Wentz will be the backup to Matthew Stafford. In a corresponding move, the Rams released Brett Rippon, who completed just 46% of his passes and for 130 yards and interception in the Week 9 start. So, congratulations, Carson Wentz, on getting back to the league. Because I did not think that was going to be the case. Well, I mean, look, he is good enough that a backup potential is there, but the problem is he's too inconsistent to be like a regular backup. So this is now you're an emergency backup. Congratulations. Um, I hope that doesn't uh, bite you in the keister, Sean McVay. Imagine if it works, though. I, I I don't think that he could be good enough to where a team falls back into that place, but maybe. Maybe. Um, also, one of the things is he seems that lo- locker rooms don't seem to like stick with him, and that's one of the tough things when it comes to like being a backup. Feels like one of the most important uh, jobs is being likable. I said the Eagles nine zero three. No, yeah, he threw the Eagles in there. I said the Eagles. Um, you were just telling me of something that you'd seen re- just a second ago that I found was really interesting and might be headline worthy in the head uh, the baseball manager space. Because we oh, know that yes. we know that uh, Craig Council got uh, poached over to the Cubs, but uh, there's to the tune of $40 million. Must be nice. Jeez. Um, but a familiar name might be ending up back in the division. Yeah, according to reports, uh, specifically uh, Sam is this Blum of The Athletic, who covers the 
Los Angeles Angels, he's reporting that of Anaheim. Uh, yes, former Texas Rangers manager uh, Ron Washington is interviewing for the Los Angeles Angels job uh, to be the, potentially their next new manager there. Really intrigued by that. I think I wonder. I imagine Rangers fans have a little bit of a bittersweetness to that idea. Not necessarily to the news of him getting, the, but the idea that he would be the manager of the Angels. I think everyone around these parts loves Wash to the point of would love to see him be the head man somewhere again. However, having that kind of proximity to the Rangers and having to face against the Rangers consistently in that way. Especially if Shohei Otani's not back there either. Yeah, that that would be really not fair to that dude. It's like, here, man, here is this nasty situation for you to deal with. Yeah, if I'm any managerial candidate for Los Angeles, for the Angels, Hey, man, uh, is Shohei coming back? If he is, let me know and get back to me. If not, you can take my name off the list. Well, that's the tough part. There's only 30 of these things, man. Yeah, and I would rather go about it with Shohei than not. Yeah, but then that's, Personally. That, at that point, that might not be the question. <laughs> the question might be, do you want it or not? Shohei, or Shohei uh, completely out of the question. So, <laughs> For the 903, I'd rather that Ron go to the... Uh, angels rather than the Astros. Wow, we had two people, two different numbers texted yes. at the exact same time. That's very true. Very good. Maybe the Angels think that he can be their version of uh, Bruce Belchie, maybe. Possibly. He's been to a World Series. A uh, couple, he, in fact. He has. Um, And, obviously, as a bench coach, uh, one, or sorry, third base coach, he's won one. Um, With Atlanta, yeah. Along those lines of baseball movings and shakings and whispers and such, John Morosi, of uh, the athletic, yes. or sorry, MLB Network, rather. I saw this. Um, gave an update from uh, GM meetings where apparently Red Sox officials have spoken with the agent of Jordan Montgomery, mm-hmm. who obviously you'll remember he posted a 279 ERA um, with 11 regular season starts for the Rangers. And that's a, I don't want to say like, I don't want to go too far because this is just means that there's communication and he is a free agent. Understandably, communication can't exist. But it's uh, further solidifying or v- validating the idea that that's a hot commodity as a starting pitcher. And, I, I mean, I'll be interested to see if he ultimately does make it that back for the Texas Rangers because I imagine that they would like to have him back. But, I mean, there's going to be a lot of interest. I imagine the, the money will show up for him. And I'd be interested in seeing how that decision-making metric goes for – matrix go for him. Goes for him. Rather. Yeah, whether he remains in Texas or goes, else, goes elsewhere, um, Jordan Montgomery's made a t- himself a ton of money. Uh, this postseason and from the second half of the regular season with the Texas Rangers. So uh, congratulations to him. If he does move on, he will forever be a hero and a legend for the Texas Rangers in that way. But I would think that the Rangers would make him one of their top priorities to try and bring him, bring him back. But it is interesting that the Red Sox are trying to get all over that uh, all already. Um, Real quick note from the NFL. So Aaron Rodgers speaking on the Pat McAfee show as he does every single Tuesday. Only place where he does speak. Uh, right. Uh, revealed a vague timeline for the very first time since having his Achilles tendon surgery. Here we go. Hinting Tuesday that he could be back Tuesday. On the f- no, wait a minute. Now. Oh, okay. My bad. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just ready. That's my that's my bad. I jumped off. Clearly. Uh, hinting that he could be back on the field in six weeks. <laughs> What? That means that would put him back on the field for a week 16 matchup 
for the Jets in that Week 16 matchup, I believe, is against, as I check it out, would that be the Dolphins? Yeah, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, or no, I'm sorry, the Commanders. That would be the Commanders on December 24th. Yeah, Week 16, 17, 18. Yeah, their final three games are against the Commanders, Browns, uh, and Patriots. He swear, he swear he's Adrian Peterson. Remember Adrian Peterson had that ACL tear? But that was an ACL tear. And that was even ridiculous because he came back in, what was that, six months? It feels like like modern medicine is going too fast. Like, obviously, we want good things. Just oof, wild. Yeah, six-week return would uh, take him to Christmas week where the Jets host the Commanders on the 24th. I, if Aaron Rodgers steps onto a football field after tearing his Achilles tendon and plays football in any kind of functional capacity, like, what are we doing here? I, he did look like he was walking without a limp, though. You saw him walk into the game That's right. last night. It doesn't look like he's walking with any kind of limp right now. I want it noted. No jokes about any of his general kookery has been brought up. Like, I'm not saying that he is wrong in this regard. Like, it seems like this is a thing. I just find that to be amazing. And it is funny that he is in this place. Um, not funny because of him, just funny that, like, that's incredible, and um, I find that to be amazing. So, good for him if he can make it back, and I imagine that everybody on that defense is like, please, dog, come on down. Come on down, because this, uh, this other thing, not really what we want. Not really what we want. We out here taking losses while dominating elite offensive players. Please, I just want to save w- us. I-, I just want a window into his rehab. Like, what is he doing every day? to have himself even have a, a vague thought of the idea of coming back that early. Like, I, Darkness yeah. retreat, maybe some ayahuasca. <laughs> Whatever it is, I know crystals factor in. Oh? Some amethyst. Oh, okay. Something like that. Uh, by the way, the next three games for the Jets include at the Raiders, at Buffalo, and then at home against the Dolphins. Oh, I, I don't know if that's going to be... I don't think they'll be in contention by the time he he even thinks about coming back. It do not matter. Here he comes. (laughs) Uh, Those are your headlines here on the get right from the 936. I think if y'all shout out the 936 and say the Rangers are the World Series champs one more time, I'll be able to believe it. I doubt it, but, you know, we're going to keep saying. The Texas Rangers are the World Series champions of 2023. Maybe that'll convince you. Coming up next on the Get Right. Let's do a little buy or sell next on the Get Right. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. World Series champs. 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Ross Lubinsky holding it down for you here on this Tuesday night on 105.3 The Fan. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula if you want to get Tuesday, us ain't it? on Twitter. That's right. Hmm. Uh, shout out to the Baylor Bears. They open up their 2023-24 college basketball season with an 88-82 win over Bruce Pearl's Auburn Tigers. But they played in South Dakota? I thought them tour- tournaments were supposed to like be fun to go to. Yeah, man. What happened to the um they, they still play the Maui Invitational, right? They still play that tournament. That used to be one of my favorite tournaments to watch. You had all the great teams going. I believe so. To Maui. Uh, and then you had the you had the coaches versus cancer classic in New York where you get usually four 
top teams in college basketball. Yeah, most of these tournaments are just like a four-team kind of round-robin type situation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what's going on in South Dakota. But, hey. Yeah, they look like they're playing in effectively a high school gym. <laughs> um, but they get the win. Um, so, shout-out to the Bears. Improve it to 19-2 and two in season openers under Scott Drew. Wait a minute. That means Scott Drew's been at Baylor for 21 years? He's been good, too. Been good. Time flies. I did not realize it's been 21 years that Scott Drew's been the head coach at Baylor. That is crazy. He's got a national championship to boot now. Oh, it's a little time for this, though. Let's do some buy or sell. Now, buy or sell, I don't like that. That came in low. That's, that kind of threw me off. I was waiting for that punch. You want to redo it? Should we redo it? Yeah, all right, let's, let's, let's re-rack it. Let's re-rack it. Let's re-rack it. All right, all right, all right. We're really wilding tonight. That's how I know we're just ready. We're ready. All right, one more time. Let's do a little buy or sell. I felt good. Right? That's good. You know, like you need good. that punch. All right, man. Buy or sell is a very simple game. Um, hanging out here with KG and Ross. I Five questions. KG can't know any of them ahead of time because that would be bad. That'd be cheating. Cheating is bad. Like, I don't know. Fill in your own joke here. I don't got Or like Michigan it. or something. I don't know. Is Michigan bad? Oh, like stealing signs, but then also being on the front and being righteously indignant when you ain't got no reason to be <laughs> indignant. That's right. Just don't get caught. Can you can you at least do that? Wow. Wow. If you're going to cheat, don't get caught. I mean. Have some gangsta. Preferably. <laughs> that would be the idea. Um. Anyways. Um. And finally, uh, we're just trying to have a little fun. Yeah. And so on Tuesday, November 7, 2023, Reggie, KG, Ross, the get right. Doing a little buy or sell. Buy or sell number one. It's actually going to come from another show on 105 through the fan. You're familiar oh, with Brian Broaddus, correct? I am. Super Bowl winning scout. That's damn Skippy. Never forget it. Um, also, has a great time at a, par- at a, at a parade, I've learned. Um, but Brian Broaddus, apparently on the show on the get or sorry, the G-Bag Nation earlier today, had a take that went over a little interesting, where uh, apparently his stance is, when it comes to college fandom, you do not have the right to talk that talk if you did not go to the school. If you went to if you went to the school, then you could talk that mess. Otherwise, don't talk to him. KG, buy or sell in order to talk that mess about your favorite college football team or college team in general, you need to have gone to the school. No, I sell that. Because just because you didn't go to the school, maybe a family member went to the school or a close friend of yours went to the school and you became a fan of that team because of your family member or your friend or whatever association that you have that drew you to that particular team. So, yeah, you have every right to be able to. Just because you didn't go there, yeah, you can, you know, talk trash like that. It's your team. Okay. Yeah. Ross, you want to get in here at all? simple enough explanation. Yeah. um, I don't know. I I think – I would have to sell just because that's where about 80% of the Texas Longhorn fan base comes from. Sure, <laughs> sure. And that, and think about the Walmart sales. I mean, like, if if Texas fans are not allowed to cheer for Texas unless they went to Texas, like, w- what's going to happen to all the Walmart t-shirts? Also, great point. Excellent points huh. made by Ross. The Walmart one I didn't see coming. Well, that's that's why you that's why you do buy or sell. Here, here's what you don't have to do. You clearly understand buy or sell, Ross. I appreciate. I that. do, but here's one thing you don't ever have to do. What's that? Is uh, you know, protect a billionaire in his pockets. Don't worry about them. They got money. They'll be all right. 
They'll figure out a way. Also a great point by Kevin Gray. Don't worry about that. Touche. I love it. All right, buy or sell number two. This comes from another college. This comes from Duke Today. They're, uh, they published something about Duke scientists who have created a brain implant that might, may enable communication from thoughts alone. Yes, telepathy. So uh, there's a speech prosthetic that's been developed by a collaborative team of Duke neuroscientists, neurosurgeons, and engineers that can translate a person's brain signals, i.e. their thoughts, into what they're trying to say. And so if you use this technology, you might could get to a place where you could be out here like Professor X. You know what I mean? That don't sound good. You beat me by one second. By yourself being able to actually do telepathy. Um, I'm terrifyingly selling. This. <laughs> this is this is deathly frightening. What? Like this is actually could be a real thing. I mean, the Duke, the Duke, uh, a, a team of Duke scientists have gotten to a brain implant that may enable this. Now, of course, right now, what they're just trying to do is take those take those um those signals and be able to use them to figure out what they're trying to say. And then at that point, I, I imagine you need to fashion the, uh, the apparatus that would then send the signals and then be able to translate the signals and impart that into another brain. But I mean, step number one is a pretty big step that seems to have been taken on uh, from these Duke scientists. And this was published just yesterday in Duke today, which is weird because in this instance it'd be Duke yesterday, but you, you get the point. I'm sure every significant other is thinking it's about damn time. Uh, cause you know, just in my household, for example, my wife expects me to be able to read oh, your, her thoughts. Your wife be doing the professor X, the two fingers on the temple, here's just looking what, at you. Here's the way I have to communicate with her. Sometimes she's like, you don't know what I'm thinking. No, babe, spell it out for me. What would you like me to do today? That or this in the bedroom? What, what are you talking about here? What are we talking about? What just slipped in there? You heard what I said. Okay. Um, yeah. Spell no it out. No pun intended, by, by the way. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's terrifying. I, I'm selling that. Also worth noting, I think Swaggy Booties hits right on uh, on the Twitch chat that it's a buy for people with disabilities. That's absolutely um, what start where this starts from. You know, there's obviously it, it would help folks with debilitating motor skills and uh, particularly uh, syndromes that would impair their ability to speak. So this would, in theory, give them an opportunity to communicate communicate more clearly than uh, the methods that we currently have. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, you know, really positive aspects to that, but is that something, if that lands into the wrong hands, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What would the wrong hands do, KG? All right, continue. What? That was a fair question. Continue. That was a legitimately fair question. I don't like what you're doing right now. I, I don't like what you just did right there. Continue. Okay, very good. Uh, buy or sell number three. Let's get a little sportsy. You know, I like keeping it right. kind of fun, but let's get a little sportsy, where uh, this comes courtesy of our friend Aaron Schatz. At oh, FTN, yeah, friend FTN of the get Fantasy. right. Uh-huh. Um, an interesting stat uh, when it comes to DVOA, a total team DVOA. Despite having the best record in the NFL, the Eagles have the 10th total team DVOA. Bested, only, bested uh, in ninth place by your Dallas Cowboys. However, what is also interesting, I mean, may, if we start going the DVO rankings, the Baltimore Ravens are number one, fair. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, number two. Understandable. Goal. San Francisco 49ers, what you'd expect. Number four is the Detroit Lions. And so buy or sell, the Detroit Lions are better than the Cowboys and the Eagles. 
Uh, I sell that. Yeah, I'm selling that. They got to consistently beat good teams. I know they beat the Chiefs to start off the regular season. Um, but they also got their ass kicked by the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think they're a better team than Philadelphia. I don't think they're a better team than Dallas. Okay, cool. I was like, you just said Philadelphia there. Yeah. I would like to get more yeah. <laughs> information. I don't think they're better than Dallas either. Okay. I just thought that that'd be a little spicy if I could get you to say something like that. You almost did. 214 buys it. Okay, there we go. Never forget Chiefs by 10. That's what I'm saying. I know, I know they to. beat the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I get it. Oh, okay, got you. There we go. Uh, I can't do it, though. They're Detroit. I, I can't do it. Just that? Not not that you that's don't not, feel, that's you don't feel strong enough about Jared Goff. Well, that's the other part, too. You don't know that the Y'all defense asking is hold me on. to trust Jared Goff. Like, I know typically how this is. I know he's been balling, but you're, you're, you're asking me to trust Jared Goff. I have a hard time taking myself all the way there. Uh, we'll find out on December 30th, though. We'll find out. We'll find out. Buy or sell number four as we're doing the buy or sell right here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Um, the headline reads as follows, to steal from you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Four charged after fully functional solid gold toilet called America stolen from Winston Churchill's birthplace. If that ain't a mad lib. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, in uh, the United Kingdom, there were four people that stole a fully functional solid gold toilet that apparently was named America um, in Winston Churchill's birthplace. This uh, gold toilet is solid gold toilet is worth over one million dollars. What? That's right. And the theft happened way back in September 2019. Um. And it, it was an art piece by Mauricio Catalan. It had been installed as part of an exhibition where people were invited to use the fully functioning toilet at Blenheim Palace, which is approximately 65 miles northwest of London. All right. So there's a lot of places I could go here. I, I'm sure you can imagine. A golden toilet named America has been missing for four years. No. Well, the, the theft happened. Well, we're just, we're just finally getting... Um, okay. Getting people okay. to find it. I don't know necessarily if All it's right. just they That's some details I don't have. All the right. details that I do have: million dollar solid gold toilet. Solid gold toilet. Those are the details that are important here, right? Focus. All right. All right. <laughs> Buy or sell. Toilet is the is the best thing in your house to be solid gold. The toilet being the best thing to be solid gold in your house. That's right. Uh oh, oh that's tough. That's the idea, Ross. You got any? Th- where, where are you thinking about? While KG seems to be deep in thought, he's got his head cocked to the side, yeah. his eyes looking off in the distance. He's stuck. Yeah, I'm kind of stuck too. Because on the one hand, I don't want the one thing in my house to be solid gold to be covered with doo doo. Well, I mean, I don't. Your toilet shouldn't be covered with doo doo, whether it's porcelain <laughs> or. But I, I feel mean, like you just should like you should flush it and clean it. Eh, Those overrated. are all things, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a, a lot of a lot of germs on a toilet. I mean, that is true. And I don't know if I want my gold one because I definitely don't want like a phone. You know? Oh, like, look at JC in the YouTube giving you a good idea, right? Oh. Germs don't stay on gold. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds nice. That sounds made up mm-hmm. as hell. Yep. <laughs> not even gonna lie to you. Um, okay, I'll bite nine seven two. I'll go with the refrigerator. Because clearly your boy don't miss a meal, so I'd probably be frequenting it. You'd have to do that to yourself. Someone said, either my bed or dining room table. 
Dining room table, I can see your bed being solid gold. That sounds wild uncomfortable. Yeah, completely uncomfortable. That's why I went with the refrigerator in this case, because at least that's functional. Um, and, you know, you can preserve that for a while. Someone said a stove. So you're just going to have yeah. your spaghetti sauce splattering all on this gold? Can't do it. That's crazy, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I didn't want the toilet because I was like, if there's one thing I don't want, again, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have streaks on the toilet if you, <laughs> if you're using it right, buddy. You might want well to sit this one out on the toilet idea. No, I'm just okay. Uh, yeah, a million dollars, a toilet worth a million dollars. That's right. Okay. Bed frame. Okay. See, you didn't say bed frame. You, you just, just said, said bed, bed, which made me think you had a solid gold mattress. That sounds. Like, back problems. (laughs) 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 I agree with that. I'll go with the fridge on that one. All right. Um, And buy or sell number five, the final one for today. Um, John Heyman, are you familiar with this gentleman? Uh, Baseball insider for the Post, I believe. There you go. That's exactly it. He wrote for the New York Post um, in October. So it's a little while back. But he kind of threw out who he believed were the contenders for the Shohei Otani sweepstakes. When he, at the time of this writing, he had three contenders tied for first. Those included the Los Angeles Dodgers, sure, the San Francisco Giants, I guess, and your Texas Rangers. He included some other teams like the Mets, obviously the Money, the Red Sox, the Angels, where he currently is, and the Chicago Cubs. However, we have all sorts of people weighing in. And I'm here to offer you this. The actual most fun situation outside of the Texas Rangers, so understand that, outside of the Texas Rangers, the most fun situation Shohei Otani could end up in is the Cincinnati Reds. Buy or sell? Uh, Oh, I would would sell that. The The most fun? That's right. The most fun would be in Philadelphia. Oh, boy. The most. Now, I get the whole Ellie De La Cruz and Shohei experience. You see you see, you see the vibes? I, I see where you got there, but a lineup that has Shohei Otani, Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, Trey Turner, that lineup there is monstrous. That, to me, would be a lot of fun. For Shohei Otani. If he didn't sign with the Texas Rangers, of course. That's right, of course. Because I want him as far away from the American League as possible well, if he doesn't sign with the Texas Rangers. Apparently the 214 don't sell, send him to Seattle. Hell no. What, what are, are you, what you doing? doing? Right what are you doing? No. No, no, no. Ross, you got any feelings on this or you're going to abstain from this? Oh, well, sorry. Time just went up. <laughs> I don't make the rules here. That's how we do buy or sell. That was so comedically timed perfectly. I love that so much. <laughs> it's the final call next on the Get Right. Final time here on the Get Right. We're Reggie KG here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105-3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Yep. Appreciate the hard work of Ross Lebinski on this Tuesday night here on 105-3 The Fan. Want to thank Vach Lombardi of The Volume. And also Tim McMahon of ESPN for both joining us via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Vach joined us at 7.20 tonight. Tim McMahon at 8 o'clock. If you missed those conversations, first of all, you missed out on a lot of fun. Uh, But number two, you can hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app, and you can listen to those conversations there. Or you can go to 105 com. click on the Get Right podcast page, 
And you can listen to any episode, any segment, anytime on demand for our show. We're back tomorrow with you from 7 to 11. I Ooh. Will, aren't we on 8 to 11? I'm sorry, 8 to 11. Uh, as I will be at the Star in Frisco uh, after Cowboys Crosstalk tomorrow. Which also reminds me, when am I supposed to be on Cowboys Crosstalk? Oh, wow. Are you on Cowboys Crosstalk with me tomorrow? I have no idea. That's that was that's why I'm oh, okay. that's why I'm wondering aloud. Okay. Nope, not this one. Next week. Very good. Okay. Uh who is, by the way, since you got it out there? Have no idea? No idea whatsoever. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, I will be at the Star in Frisco. Reds will be back here in our DFWsecurity.com studios. So looking forward to our show tomorrow uh, as we get you start to turn the pace toward Cowboys Giants on Sunday. Also, Mav's gonna be in action as well tomorrow night when they welcome in the Toronto Raptors. So we'll be uh, taking that in as well throughout the course of the evening. So looking really forward to to that. Uh, It's the final call here on the get right. Somebody was asking, what about the Braves in terms of a fun Shohei Otani lineup? Sure. I mean, look, there's not a lot of bad places that you could put Shohei Otani where it wouldn't be fun. He in in and of himself is fun. Um, another one that I was going to throw out there, it sounds kind of crazy. Stick with me once I say it, and I'll explain it. It'll make sense. How about Shohei Otani on the Colorado Rockies? Now, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I know what you're thinking is they stink. You're correct. However, it's Colorado with all that altitude. Imagine Shohei Otani hitting bombs in Colorado. That would be fun. Fair enough. But I also would feel terrible for him. That's true. Because they're a terrible baseball team. I mean, he'd be in Colorado. so I heard it's nice around this time of year, though. Well, it's nice at some times of year. I don't know how much I, I love all that snow. But that's neither here nor there. Um, shout out to JC on the YouTube. Miss listening to y'all. Glad the show is back on rotation. Never miss 9-30-11. We appreciate you. Shout out to the 214 on the t- com text line who said they would go for their smoker being gold which i mean that that seems like some real flex a right? golden smoker you know who would appreciate that Corey major sean sharif sean sharif yeah yeah, there you go. yeah sean sharif would love that shout out to adam silver laughing in all of our faces the debut of the inaugural nba in-season tournament averaged 1.7 million viewers on espn up 35 percent from november of 2022 so just like year over year on like just a normal Tuesday. It was a Tuesday or Friday. Friday. It was the Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, just a normal Friday game. And that's the idea is that this is going to be more interesting. Um, just something something interesting. Um, now, the thing about it is obviously this is the first time. I think there was a lot of intrigue. I do wonder if that's going to continue over time because the, the highest ratings that you typically see on something like that is the very first time that it happens. I wonder what the drop is going to be. However... One thing that you did see on Friday was a lot of close games and a lot of guys who looked like they were playing for real. And I don't know if that's inherent to the in-season tournament NBA Cup thing that's happening or if that's simply just, you know, guys are playing this early in the season. But it was nice to see all those competitive games. And if you keep that going, then you you win. You do exactly what's happening, right? You, You get regular season games a little more interesting regardless of what you're calling it or what the courts look like or all those other things. Never forget, gentlemen, that hedge fund guys are stupidly rich. I bring this up because Steve Cohen, who is the 
owner of the New York Mets, mm-hmm. has proposed plans to build, check this out, an $8 billion casino and entertainment complex right next to City Field. How's that supposed to help the community? <laughs> That's where you went with that? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's going to include a gaming facility, a tailgate park. Um, what is this? 20, 30 acres of public uh, public space, public that's, park that, space. That's that's the part where they're trying to sell it to the city. Like, here, look, we're putting public park space. Like, y'all know y'all not doing this for no public park space. Get out of here. The fact that he's like, I got $8 billion just to just, you know. Oh, you're telling me he's not asking for any, any money from nowhere? This looks like. All self-funded? Which I figure you would be, you know. Actually I mean, okay with since he's putting up his own money. Sure, yeah, build your own stuff. But also, like, that don't mean I got to like the stuff you're building. Because <laughs> that's what we need, more casinos. Sure. <laughs> Steve Cohen, he, he may not be able to build a baseball team, uh, but he's got a lot of money to try and do it. Don't worry, he's going to keep trying to do that, too. <laughs> Shout out to Travis Jankowski and Max Scherzer. Both, of course, were both former Mets, now World Series champions with who? I believe that's the Texas Rangers. The Texas Rangers. As Ross does his happy dance. Yeah, 214, I hear you. If he pays for himself, his, himself, I'm okay with it. Hey, when they ask for money like they're broke. 100%. Um, 100%. I hear you there. I'm just like, eh, casino, fine, whatever. Good luck with that, I guess. Steve. Uh, for Ross Lebensky. <laughs> Why'd you say Steve like that? name. Mm-hmm. My partner, Reginald Attitula. My name is Kevin Gray. It's been the Get Right for Reggie KG on 105 Through the Fame. We're back with you tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Tune in tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m. with Sean and RJ and Bobby to get you started on your Wednesday. We'll talk to you later. Be easy.